Hello and welcome back to Wild and Untamed. I am your host, Lara Raybone, and in today's episode, I have the incredible Julieta Durante, Hormones in Harmony, who is a menstrual cycle nutritionist and period coach who inspires women to step into their healthiest and most vibrant version of themselves. Through hormonal healing, cycle nourishing, nutrition, and coaching, she empowers women to realign with their divine feminine power, to deepen their connection with self and live in harmony with their hormones and bodies for greater well-being. Julieta compassionately guides women back to the wisdom of the womb, helping them to discover the magic of cycle syncing, honoring the courageous, sexy, enlightened goddesses that they are. She is on a mission to help you fall back in love with your hormones, and she's here to inspire you to live cyclically, to empower you in your hormone health, and to show you that we deserve better when it comes to our hormonal health. In this week's episode, we cover how our bodies as women experience different somatic seasons. We move through an inner winter and in autumn and in a spring and then in the summer and we explore how to support these monthly seasons and cycles with nutrition. We talk about the power of your bleed and how to nourish every single season with specific foods that are going to support you in your menstrual cycle. We also talk about the power of the Beyonce hormone that is estrogen and all of the components that actually play into the ebbs and flows of our emotions, of our physical energy, and of our bodies. I left this episode feeling so high. I was on Fire, literally just feeling so energized and excited to bring this to you because it's so fucking important that we reclaim our cycles as women. I feel like the trajectory has been for such a long time to be disempowered, that we're a victim, that we have to put up with bleeding every month, but there is so much power in it. And I cannot wait for you to just see and drink in all of this knowledge from this episode. If you have a girlfriend who you feel like you want to send this episode to, please, please, please do. It is my mission to empower women within their bodies and within their cycles. And so if this resonates with you, if you fucking love this episode, if your jaw was on the floor listening to this, please, please, please do share the love because It is vital. It is so important that we all empower one another to reclaim these pieces of us that we were never taught to as children. So that's where I'm going to leave it. I hope that you enjoy and be sure to give us a rating and I'm sending you so much love. Julieta, welcome to Wild and Untamed. It is such a joy to have you with us today to bring all of your womb wisdom, your hormonal wisdom, your cyclical wisdom. Thank you so much for being here. 
Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. And yeah, I'm so excited for this conversation and just to see how it unfolds. So yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, so with my clients and doing like the, the ethereal spiritual realms of the womb work, I get so many questions about how to physically support the womb and, and just to share a little bit of a background as to how Julieta and I came into contact with one another. I had some really peculiar physical womb stuff happen that I experienced towards the end of last year, which um, pretty much involved my cervix dropping to the entrance of my vagina and being really soft and pillowy and essentially birthing something right and it was really disconcerting there was passing of a cervical plug and all sorts of weird bleeding clotting and all of these physical symptoms that i'd never experienced before and it led me to going down the natural route of modern medicine to see if there was anything physically wrong had all of the scans and all of the things and they had no answers because i was within the normal range <laughs> and it led me to reach out to julieta for support because it kind of guided me to hormonal imbalances and and it was a high serum prolactin which for anybody listening that is what is produced in the body when you're breastfeeding essentially mm -hmm. so a lot of birth symptoms and the reason that I love what you do and all of the work that we've done together so far is really I love how you connect the spiritual the physical and then you like bring the science in as well and I get so many women asking like how they can support their cycles with different food and herbs and, and and all of these things so i'm so excited to really drop into that with you today because mm. you've been such a great support for me and like you're so full of all of the wisdom and the knowledge <laughs> thank you yes and um i really think that's kind of like you really summarized my work like there's this like real science base to it because at heart I'm a science geek but there's also like like there's the witch side and, and and I don't see them as contradicting each other I see them as being having this beautiful marriage between them right and, and mm. just sort of like accessing all of the things that are going to like you know serve our hormone health um and I love to be able to offer practical advice you know and real like practical things but I also I feel that then that's that's the base like of what the work you do and then you if you imagine it as a tree or whatever those are the roots and then you kind of the rest of the tree is maybe the more spiritual practices the womb connection maybe the womb healing you know um but it is really important that like you say you know when 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 someone comes to me and they're like I I just want to know what's going on that I can give them these kind of answers or pointers or at least we can go a bit deeper and I'm so grateful to have that real science geek part to me as well you know because I've yeah. been like right let's go and do some testing let's see what's going on you know and then really step back and it's so interesting like if we talk about what happened with you and the prolactin right and 
obviously you're very in touch with your body and your womb and you were talking about all these like you know the, all the birthing symptoms but all these sensations that you were going through yeah. you know and then we have this very physical um result like a blood result that's like your body thinks it's it's birthing something we don't we know like and it was so interesting to see that coming together and then trying to dig deeper to see what was going on you know and and yeah that for me is where the real satisfaction comes because at least we can unravel and go okay so it's not this it's not that it's nothing see you know it's nothing should we say serious and in inverted commas you know what I mean it, we've yeah. crossed all that out and now we can really like unpick what it is and support you with food like with nutrition with supplements with everything else as well um so yeah I don't know if I answered your question but that's what <laughs> I have to do <laughs> no I love it and I love your passion for it because I think that that's so important as well and and especially with this work I think that there is so much that modern like western medicine doesn't actually identify like and it doesn't actually give support in and there's a little bit honestly like I've experienced a lot of gaslighting with that and this is obviously this isn't too slag off the whole of western medicine because it definitely Mm -hmm. has a place in terms of being able to identify what's going on and there's incredible people doing incredible things and it's not the practice of optimal health it's the practice of medicine and it's very different so what we've done like you got me tested with everything under the sun to just (laughs) and it gave so much detail And so I really want to encourage anybody who's listening, if you're going through any health stuff or if you're experiencing not receiving any answers truly, because it can feel, yes, relief if you get a test result and they're like, no, there's nothing wrong. But in your body and in your your heart, you know that there's something not quite right. Mm -hmm. Seek holistic support and that's essentially what you do you like when you were saying that you zoom out and you look at the Mm. whole picture from Mm. the scientific point of view and the metaphysical and the spiritual Mm. because it is especially when it comes to women's hormonal health and and especially womb stuff when we're going to go into cycles and bleeds and Mm. all of that beautiful stuff there's not a lot of actual research that's been done to date Mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. those realms and so yeah. that's publicly acknowledged to my knowledge within mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. medicine so we yeah. are given more answers in holistic practices and, and alternative testing which is what you have gone into yeah. with me yeah and you know you're you're so right because I think there is this element of gaslighting and like you I'm not here to like you know denigrate like modern medicine because it has its place and mm-hmm. it can be it's a lifesaver right which is beautiful but it's very good at that acute moment when you need that operation or whatever but it's just not so good at the preventative stuff or the optimization like you say so and I feel that women's hormonal health is probably one of the areas that has been really ignored like massively because nothing has changed since the pill was kind of discovered invented put together really like in the 1930s and then we really started taking it seriously like as a a, a world population like in the 60s and 70s but the pill became the cure all for everything and it Mm -hmm. was just like if you presented with bad pms if you presented with period pain if you presented with acne 
the solution for all of that was take the pill. That was yeah. it. And there's been absolutely no interest, unfortunately, in that world to ask the question, why is this happening? Why is this woman having this? Or how else can we support her? Because it's literally take the pill, take the pill, take the pill. And that's kind of, it's just got stuck. It's like frozen in time, you know? Yeah. And like, it's, for me, that was part of my journey, that frustration and complete and utter, like feelings, like a feeling of total disempowerment when I went to the doctor and I was like, I have fibroids how can I support myself? And it was like, take the pill. And I'd already done the pill uh, mm -hmm. years ago. And I was like, I am not touching that with a barge bowl, you know? And yeah. I was just left there on my own, like totally on my own. And that was a moment when I was like, there have to be different ways of dealing with this. And that's what started the journey. And part of like really lies that the, like my real core, like passion and desire is to let women know that they're not, you're not alone. There are other solutions. There are ways of digging deeper that actually are found like really founded in science, right? Because you know that the testing we've done is scientific. It's oh, not yeah. me like wandering around with a crystal on your head, right? I mean, yeah. I'd love to do not that. that well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that because I'm balls Absolutely to the walls not. in. I'm down for that. <laughs> but you know, like the, the, the stuff is out there. Um, it's just not unfortunately available to us in, you know, especially well, in the UK, in, in well, in, in all over the world, it's not available through your healthcare system. So you've always got to do things privately through private laboratories, pay money for it and all of this, which I also find extremely frustrating because, you know, it's like only if you only women of lower income or whatever they don't have access to any of this help either and that really you know we, we spend like I don't know what the NHS in the UK spends on all sorts of other things which I feel a complete waste of money when how wonderful would it be if every woman could get a Dutch test which is the test that we did together right yeah. like so much better than all of this other nonsense but yeah so it saddens me that it's not available for everyone and it's but it's really important to say that, you know, there are so many other ways of finding answers and that we have to really, you know, whenever we sit there and, and we know, like you said, your test results come back and you're told you're fine, you're normal, but you're sitting there and you're just like, oh, yeah, but I just feel that there's something not right. It's like trusting that instinct yeah. and saying, thank you very much. I'm now going to go on my own journey and I'm going to go and find out. And luckily, luckily nowadays with social media, with everything else, we can really empower ourselves. And all you need to do is start asking questions, you know, in, in wherever, in Facebook groups or ask Google or hashtag things on Instagram and you will find people who can help you, which is just incredible, really. And really, I'm so, so grateful that that, that has been one of the most positive things of the whole, you know, world opening to technology <laughs> yeah like one of the huge gifts of social media with everything being so accessible if you're willing to go down all of the rabbit holes Absolutely. and just to share with you like the piece with the pill as well like I remember I was having I was young as well I was like 16 mm. having really heavy periods and they gave me the pill and then continuing with really really heavy periods and again we're told that that's a problem like I think that my issue with how women's health is often approached is to your point just take the pill like it's a problem like it's an inconvenient problem fix it so that then we regulate and kind of actually get rid of all of the beautiful ebbs and flows 
that we actually move through in our hormonal cycle that each have their own gifts mm-hmm. and gosh I had the implant and then I can I had a constant bleed for about a year mm-hmm. and then I went to my doctor and was like hey I don't think I should be bleeding with this they gave me the pill on top of that and I was a freaking fruit loop <laughs> I was like my boyfriend at the time was like oh my god you were insane like I can't deal with this <laughs> and I think that this is something that I really want to draw home as well like taking a home like a hormone a foreign hormone to try and balance out hormones that are naturally ebbing and flowing and changing Mm. i don't feel is natural because i feel Mm. like as soon as you pump yourself full of one thing it throws everything else out of balance or it numbs or dulls and and you don't like i said have access to those gifts so i would really love if you're open to sharing just like what we actually move through like the seasons Mm -hmm. of the female hormones throughout the month and like what kind of gifts there are within each of those Mm -hmm. and just give a little breakdown about okay this is what's happening while you're bleeding because i think so many women don't know yeah yes 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 and you know i would i would love to start by just saying that there's this real fear around feeling differently um you know and we there's a lot of narratives that we have ourselves like and it's all to do with like you know we have internalized patriarchy we unfortunately live in you know I'm not going to bang on and on about the patriarchy although I could but I won't (laughs) um you know we live in a world that is set up for men's hormones and if you've ever looked at a male hormone chart it's literally testosterone peaks in the morning and comes down at night peaks in the morning and comes down at night that is literally it for the entire month so men live in a a 24-hour hormone cycle Mm -hmm. we don't we live in a 28-day cycle so this is huge right but we are always trying to fit into this daily cycle that just doesn't work for us Mm -hmm. um and therefore I think there's a lot of like shame when we feel differently there's a lot of like what's wrong with me like that's one of the big questions that I'm always like there's nothing wrong with you (laughs) I mean you're hormonal (laughs) no 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 no. yeah it's because we're passionate about this right and it's like there's nothing wrong um and I find that that's again one of the core sort of principles that I go back to all the time I have a chart um that I I sort of quite regularly post on my Instagram and send out which is a chart of female hormones throughout the month and I'm just like look at this chart if you look at this and look at all the waves the beautiful undulating waves these waves influence our behavior they influence the foods we want to eat they influence our mood they influence the way we sleep they influence the way we dress you know like they influence everything so how can we possibly feel the same every day this is my big question so then to go into the seasons like Mm -hmm. the actual four phases um we have four yeah generally a cycle is for 28 days but you know if your cycle is a bit shorter or longer that's absolutely fine too but we generally have four different phases where the hormones change every month and the hormones I'm talking about primarily are estrogen and progesterone those are the two like major reproductive hormones in women mm-hmm. if we think about estrogen uh Maisie Hill who wrote period power calls it the Beyonce hormone right so it, you <laughs> know estrogen that. is like woo she's like hey boys you know like just think about Beyonce when you think about estrogen you're very much here 
wanting to be seen, you know, skin glowing, you know, all of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then progesterone is more, I like to kind of call it the more like Dalai Lama hormone. It's much calmer. It's much more chilled. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got more of a, an earthy grounding element to it. Um, mm-hmm. Quite focused. It's quite a nice feeling that progesterone It's, And the thing about estrogen and progesterone is they're a bit, they are yin yangy, right? So you need one to calm the other one and you need them both to work synergistically. And this is what we see throughout a female cycle every month. We see this dance between estrogen and progesterone throughout the month. So let's now go into the phases. So the first phase, I love to, to like work with the inner seasons model. I love talking about Me them in terms too. of seasons, you know, yes. because like I feel it makes it, it the, the official scientific terms are like menstruation, follicular, ovulatory, luteal, which are lovely, but they don't mean much to most people, right? Like it took me years to get my head around follicular and luteal. I used to get them mixed up. Me too. Me too. I was like, wait, no, I would always get them mixed up. But I think to your point, using the seasons because we have lived experience of the annual seasons so we can and it's a kind of similar energy like when you go into it um it's there's a kind of a similar energy that you feel in winter spring summer and autumn that's then reflected and it helps you or at least it helped me to gauge when i was learning about all of this the yeah the macro to micro like oh okay now I understand and also what I love about it is not only the connection that it forges between ourselves and you know nature the planet and everything else but also it really hands over like power to us you don't need to like go and and study loads of course you can geek out of course you can read all of the books but you know how you feel in winter so Mm -hmm. you can always go okay well I know that winter makes me feel like this how how does the inner winter express itself for me oh that's interesting these similarities right so it really like it's it's a model that you can just connect with on a very deep level very quickly without you know thinking oh I don't know enough or whatever we all know how we feel when it's spring outside I mean it's currently sort of snowing at the moment so interesting (laughs) metaphor I know which I did not sign up for I was ready for spring Wow, and then it's so funny you say that because in a spring, and I touch on that in a minute, can be a bit of a like delicate, fragile time. And I feel that spring, this weather we're having at the moment, is such a beautiful reminder of how spring can be a little bit turbulent, and it's not always like this beautiful, just like sunny day after sunny. Not in the UK anyway, right? So, um, (laughs) but let's rewind to inner winter. So, inner winter is our bleed menstruation. It's when we are physically you know, obviously releasing that endometrial lining, that womb lining, and we're bleeding. And hormones are at their lowest. So estrogen and progesterone are at their lowest, which is a beautiful reflection for what's going on outside. You know, everything appears to be very still. It is very much a season of going inwards, of stillness. But, you know, like those trees are doing things like underground, right? Mm. So I always love thinking about asking myself the question, like, what leaves do I want to grow this cycle? You know, what, and just, just asking the questions. It's not a season of doing much. It's just a quest, a season of asking questions, sinking into the stillness. Um, and when you've got this, like these low hormones, maybe, you know, traditionally would have thought, oh, I've got no energy. Oh, you know, I'm feeling like this, but mm-hmm. I invite you to think about, well, you know, what is the superpower here? Where is the, you know, how can I really reframe this? And like, 
I love the stillness of this time because compared to other points in the cycle, I can sit there and like literally stare out the window for three hours and not have a single crazy thought, you know, I can yeah. just like listen to music or meditate and just really sink into that depth that sometimes at other points is quite challenging. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, that at my, you know, every inner season has a superpower or many superpowers, um, yeah. but absolutely that stillness for me is like a real gift at this time. And um, also, I just want to expand yeah. on that a little bit as well, especially to expand upon the, the disempowerment around the actual bleed time from mm. a spiritual perspective, the veil between worlds. So if we're right now in our, 3d physical bodies and then mm. the other realms are connecting to our highest selves or connecting to the divine it's actually the original menstruation or bleeding was the original shamanic journeying so in this quiet time yeah. it's really beautiful time to just sit with yourself and you were sharing with me before we dropped in that you would because you're bleeding right now you were mm -hmm. receiving mm -hmm. loads of beautiful downloads and this is a really sacred time for us as women and I really mm. want to just invite that reframe if you dread your bleed every month mm. to your point seeing all of these gifts that mm. we can pull from it this is one of the the most beautiful spiritual times that yeah. we can experience and you've been working with um like a virtual red tent Yes, with you. yes, 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 yes. Um, just, I know we're, we're going off a little bit, but I want to hear more <laughs> about it while we're like in no, the season. No. I was just thinking about them as well. So yes, <clears throat> I have been very drawn recently to creating a space where women who are bleeding can come to be held in sacred ceremony, because like this was such, like you say, this is like the shamanic journey, this like traditionally before menstruation, started becoming taboo or women started being thought of as unclean before all of this mm -hmm. menstruation was seen as a deeply deeply sacred time not just for women but for that entire tribe it was where women went they went collectively to bleed because in those days our bleeds we used to bleed together because obviously we were so much more connected with the moon that you know we didn't like live in in houses with lots of lights on and things mm -hmm. and women just would retire physically to this beautiful tent and bleed collectively you know like and just rest replenish receive the downloads you know I mean it's incredible right like when yeah. you when you first read this stuff and I think what it is about it is like when you first hear this stuff there's this deep knowing inside you you're just like oh okay yes 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 you know it just makes sense and yeah I've just been really drawn to um, holding virtual ceremonies for women and I've been doing it all of March every Saturday morning it's been so beautiful so powerful like we it just like the energy even if it's like it's a zoom room you can still feel it like oh yeah so powerful and just and sorry carry on no I was just gonna say um that especially as we're moving more into like a high frequency in terms of collective we're moving like there's definitely this shift just being in zoom space mm -hmm. your fields mm -hmm. are connecting like there's higher realms where you're connecting and especially mm -hmm. if you're all open i think people can sometimes actually overlook the power of the virtual and that's actually a yeah. gift i think that came from all of the lockdowns and stuff is that we've had to almost cultivate 
the power <laughs> to yeah. expand our fields and actually connect more to that um, like I want to say almost like telepathic connection yeah, yeah, that actually yeah. is within us which mm. we use computers and zooms and stuff for but when as soon as you go into especially a ceremony of mm -hmm. a load of women on your on their bleed that's a lot of power yeah and you really yeah. feel it a hundred percent like you just like you know the minute you come in there and it's so beautiful because all the women are like lying there with blankets and just mm -hmm. like just so comfortable and cozy and just guiding them through like two hours of meditation um you know like just like connecting with their womb space accessing their intuition maybe releasing you know like and then coming back into a circle sharing witnessing each other releasing together I mean just incredibly powerful and yeah. and you know something that I would you know just I would love just for it to be a thing everywhere you know? yeah I want to bring back the physical like meeting yeah. like the physical yeah. red tents because yes. there's so much power in that like mm. what a gift for every town in the world to have a I designated know. red tent like that would be life-changing the dream right and it's yeah. like it's something that keeps on coming through to me and <laughs> my conscious mind is like don't be ridiculous do you know how much work that's going to be and then like you know like my spirit of my soul is like yes but we need to do it like yeah <laughs> we gotta do it we're gonna find a way there's gonna be a way you know i'm even like i wonder if i could apply for like a government loan or something like yeah could i ask you know if they, they're happy to like donate money for this and i'm just feeling into it at the moment and i'm trying not to get overwhelmed with the logistics because it's a very interesting experience mm -hmm. to hold an event that is entirely dictated by the menstrual cycle so for me setting it all up was very strange because you know most women weren't booking in until the last minute because it's like oh I don't know if I'm going to be bleeding this week or next week and you're sort of like oh you know it felt very different but it also felt yeah really amazing to just trust that the women were going to come on the day they, they they needed to come or felt called to come and it really shifted how I run an event which I really loved as well it was so different to what anything I've ever done before so yeah but it really does that very masculine like need for structure and certainty yeah. <laughs> and to just surrender and go okay yeah <laughs> I trust that this will happen <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that so much. And I love the vision and I'm holding that vision for yeah. the red tents. I feel Thank like, you. yes, beautiful. Yeah, I think they're going to happen. It's just a question of um, just sitting with it and just really just allowing the, you know, the, the whatever it is has to come through. And the, I, I feel it will happen because there isn't a single woman I've talked to who hasn't said, oh my God, that would be amazing. Everybody is like, yes, yeah. we need one in every town. It's like, you know, it's almost like having like a McDonald's franchise, but a red tent <laughs> franchise, right? Like, I mean, there is a red M. Can we kick them out? There yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> We're moving in, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a golden M, isn't it? Damn it's a golden it M. We would chase it, chase it, change it to red. To and red. It would be like a... It would be a, a red M. Yes. <laughs> if anyone works for McDonald's who's listening. Yes, please. We're coming. Go in. and talk to your um, yeah, go and talk to your the board members or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Brilliant.
Okay, so just to bring us back, we were dropping into the the gifts of winter, the stillness, and both hormones, both progesterone and estrogen being at their lowest levels. So mm-hmm. what would be, I know for me, whenever I'm bleeding, I always want to be in a dark bath. <laughs> I want to be in mm-hmm. a bath. I want to be surrounded mm-hmm. by candles, almost surrounding myself in a womb yeah space so how can people support themselves maybe are there any foods that you would recommend Mm. or any little rituals that people could bring in to Mm. really holding themselves through this Mm. phase of their cycle yes so i love using food to anchor us into our different phases of the cycle and i feel that instinctively we know what we want but we've been so conditioned into potentially the diet mentality or the restrictive kind of eating or whatever that we we we, we struggle to really connect with that intuitive like um eating sort of that we could potentially do so what I love um for example during our bleeds is increasing iron rich foods like this is like super simple and it makes real sense but quite often you know I mean we are losing a lot of iron right we're losing blood so let's replace that and I love that one as a really simple foundational um like a nutritional kind of like little habit to put in place so what does that look like you know you can maybe make yourself you might not want like a smoothie so you might want to do like more like a like a green soup or something or you might want to do if you're a meat eater make yourself like a beautiful stew like a beef organic beef stew or something um so iron-rich foods are amazing. We also lose other minerals. We lose a lot of iodine. So I love things like seaweed at this time because the seaweed really helps replenish minerals and iodine in, in particular. So um, I one of my favorite, favorite like inner winter foods is a miso soup with like loads of extra seaweed on top just because the miso also contains um, like tofu that has a little bit of estrogen in it. So it gives you that little bit of an estrogen boost. A lot of miso can have like edamame beans, which are a little bit like estrogen rich as well. Then I throw in my seaweed and it's just like a nourishing broth. And if you think about it, what what do we crave the most in winter? It's warm and it's comforting, right? So Mm -hmm. if you want to throw out all the rules and not worry about anything, just really go for those warming, comforting foods, those ones that make you just feel so delicious. You know what I mean? When you just curl Mm -hmm. up and you just have this bowl of something steaming and hot, that is really like the guidance you know if, and you can then get a bit more specific if you want to um but I would definitely say if you're somebody who feels very tired think about that iron think about the iodine and yeah these beautiful bowls of soups and things like that are just so so nourishing I think for me the word at this time is always nourishing 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 you know mm. and just like you just want to walk away thinking or feeling like mm, you know that feeling yes, <laughs> yes I know exactly mm. like anything yeah. warm anything just yeah soups stews like yeah. cozy blankets yeah. baths yeah. like Absolutely. anything that makes you just feel that warm yes. nourishment absolutely and yeah, I think it's it's sometimes we can get a bit too like, oh, should I do this or that? It's just like tap into your body and just go, okay, so what do I feel like? Not what I think I should be having, but what do I feel like having? And sometimes that comes up as a bit of a weird one, but like be curious with it and see where it takes you, you know, and, and just kind of enjoy it. And just I what I love about eating for your cycle is it helps us start working through things like guilt 
and not trusting our bodies and its signals because we understand a bit more what hormonally we need and then it's almost like that permission slip finally to kind of go I can eat this okay because it's almost like we're waiting for somebody to tell us yes it's okay to eat a bit more now and we will definitely talk about that in in autumn because that's that real phase I feel where there's a lot of um, exploration to do around appetite and hunger and cravings and all of the things oh my gosh me right now I physically (laughs) ran down the road yesterday to get cake because the shop was closing (laughs) and I know that you'll be like oh my gosh that's not on the plan but I was just like I really want cake and I'm about to bleed and I can feel it my appetite Mm. goes up I always like my chocolate craving is actually always autumn it's always mm-hmm. my inner autumn. Mm-hmm. It's actually not when I'm bleeding. So yeah, yeah. When we get to <laughs> fall, we'll go into the, we will go, go into, into that. The... Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so um, in a spring, what's going on with the hormones in spring? So spring, estrogen is starting to rise. Progesterone is still low. So what does this mean? It means Beyonce is waking up, right? So you know, all of a sudden you're like oh you know today I'm not going to wear that baggy jumper I actually feel like wearing something a little bit more you know just maybe a dress or you know you start just coming out of your shell a little bit you start maybe wanting to put on more makeup you know like all of a sudden you're a bit more interested in the outside world yes energy is starting to rise you know it's it's in a spring as we are having this conversation it's spring as we're having this conversation right so and we had a wonderful week of sunshine last week in the UK and we had our call then and we were both like oh this is beautiful it's that kind of feeling yeah but there is like you know it's not linear there is a fragility about inner spring sometimes you know the temptation to really come back in the world is huge because that's the conditioning of come back you know like back in the room come and people please and do all this and it's very much like ease yourself back into spring just still prioritize rest look after yourself you know like really because it is it's a bit heady sometimes you're like oh I feel great and then we overdo it and we end up kind of going a bit backwards and 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 sort of like struggling a little bit um but definitely that estrogen is rising so we're just feeling much more energized and much more we're starting to think about life again. Does that make sense? Sort of yeah. like, oh yes, I'm thinking about my business. Like sometimes when I'm bleeding, I'm like, I can't even think about my business and that's okay. You know, I'm just going to sit here and things might land and they might not, I don't really care. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. It's that kind of sensation. Um, it makes me think also- of snowdrops. Like, cause yeah. w- with the spring, it makes me, I don't know where else in the world they have snowdrops, but like there's these like tiny little delicate flowers that mm. just start to push through at the beginning of spring. And then especially with snowdrops, I've seen snow on snowdrops as well. Yeah. So yeah. it's that beautiful fragility, but still mm-hmm. yeah, like, yes, there's new life coming, but also it's really delicate. Still. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is literally such a beautiful, snowdrops are a beautiful metaphor for inner spring. Like there's life coming, but it's delicate. So just, you know, don't like overdo it. Just kind of come ease yourself into it gently. Um, Yeah. And obviously as estrogen starts rising, estrogen in terms of like appetite is an appetite suppressant. 
So it's naturally, we just don't want to eat as much when estrogen is rising. So you may notice as you come into inner spring, you're a bit more like, oh, I don't, I'm just not really that hungry anymore. You know, like this really peaks in inner summer when we are ovulating and our estrogen is at its highest. We're just like, oh, I'm just not very hungry today. You know, those days when you can have a smoothie, maybe have a salad like seven hours later and you're like oh I'm okay you know what I mean I'm alive, five, I'm three there. days ago you were like running for cake or whatever like running you'll, you'll be running for cake in a few weeks time <laughs> one week's time I'll be legging it down that road for cake <laughs> but I love that because it's like there is a there is a time for everything in the cycle and especially with nutrition like there's going there's a time for eating really fresh light foods and there's a time for comfort foods and when we know that and when we trust that that completely just reframes and reorganizes the way we approach our nutrition right because there's this element of like it's okay I know where I am now so in terms of foods to eat now I wouldn't recommend going for the super, super light salads yet. You're still needing that energy to come back. So probably shifting a little bit from like the real like hearty warming soups to more like slightly lighter and fresher, some more grilled stuff, you know, like stir like fries, stir fries, steamed veg, you know, all of those things. Still a bit of warmth in there. It's still needed. Um we're building up for ovulation. So we need like good fats in there. So plenty of avocados, plenty of olives, or good olive oil, you know, we, and because we, the ovulation is very energy demanding. So we need to make sure we're really feeding ourselves now. The temptation again could be to go a bit too light at this time. Um, but, you know, it doesn't have to be that really heavy food. It is this transition to lighter stuff at this point, yeah. um, you know, and we also need to detox the estrogen. Sorry, I just wanted to say this quickly. Yeah. So, as estrogen builds, as wonderful as it is, we need to pull it out of our system as well. If it doesn't get pulled out, it hangs around and can then really cause a bit of havoc later on in the cycle, you know, in that inner autumn. So now is the time to eat foods that really help to pull out estrogen. So I love things like broccoli sprouts, all those vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, what we call the cruciferous veg are wonderful at this time. Fermented foods like kimchi, sauerkraut, um, even kombucha, they are all very lovely for just helping us to pull out a bit of estrogen because as it's building, 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 we want it to just slowly also be recycled and come out of our body. So that's a really lovely one. I love buying myself in an ideal world, I would make my own sauerkraut, but I can never be bothered, full disclosure. So I just buy it. Um, buy myself a big jar of sauerkraut and I just always have a couple of dollops with every meal, like during my inner spring. And I love doing that because that's a real like, okay, this is acknowledging that I'm in my spring kind of thing. I love that. And I just really, there was a piece that I wanted to offer a reframe of as well, because you touched upon diet culture and all of the yeah. those pieces and the pressures that we've received as women from mm. society and media and all of that and i feel like one of the parts that scares us as women is actually the word cravings or when we start to feel a craving there's mm. almost an element of feeling out of control mm. and there's this there's a little bit of a word I feel like there's a little bit of shame around oh mm. I'm just craving this mm. right oh I'm just craving that but I really want to invite you to track your cycles if you're listening yeah. to track your cycle and to just listen to your body and listen to what it's craving like if yeah. that looks like running down the road for cake that's okay because yeah. you're not doing it 
every day, right? Exactly. Like it's when we have a craving, it's not necessarily an everyday craving that then gets shamed for you, you know, you mm -hmm. eat like shit or whatever it is, like whatever mm -hmm. the story is around craving, really mm -hmm. embracing it when it comes up because mm -hmm. then you're satiated and I probably won't crave cake for a whole other month. Yeah. <laughs> like, so when you go and you meet these cravings and you actually let your body guide you, I know I'm saying cake again, but <laughs> not the healthiest, but at the same time, everything in moderation yeah. and yeah. really letting yourself listen, giving yourself full permission to just, even if you try it for a month, what are you craving? Make a note, listen, mm -hmm. see. Yeah, I, I love all everything you've said, and especially this idea going back to the, the diet culture, because the fundamental message from the diet culture is that we cannot trust ourselves. Yeah. We need them to guide us, right? We just cannot, we're not to be trusted. Like if you don't follow a diet, you are just irresponsible. Don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's this fear, like where did the calorie counting thing? It's always this sense of regaining control because the worst thing that could possibly happen is you get these cravings and you're never ever gonna stop eating. That is the ultimate message between behind a lot of diet culture. Yeah. And for anybody who's resonating with this, I really like invite you to look into the concept of intuitive eating. Like this is like huge in the intuitive eating world. And it's so interesting all the messages that are coming from. But what I love is like, like I said already, when you bring it back to the menstrual cycle, it's mm -hmm. like, this is where your intuition lies, you know, and it's like trusting it again. And you realize it's absolute rubbish that you're going to have the cravings. I mean, some people, they may have other issues going on and you may have other cravings all the time. And that deserves to be looked at in different ways, of mm -hmm. course. But if it's like your, your classic craving in your menstrual cycle, it happens one or two days a month. Like you say, lean into it ask what's going on what food do you want you know like I feel like we have to talk about inner autumn now because it's coming again I know it's coming back <laughs> okay yeah we could we're not going in order but we're going with the feminine flow yes, why the fuck not the flow, and then we will come back to summer yeah. um but right like so this is that week before our periods and hormonally everything's a little bit all over the place estrogen drops after ovulation then comes up again and then drops and then progesterone does this slow steady rise and comes down again so it's always the messiest part in terms of what's happening with the cycle and mm -hmm. you know like it's like it's kind of like where everything gets dumped so like if you've had high stress if you haven't like really like uh, if, if you haven't slept properly all of these things tend to then show themselves up in the in, in the autumn and in terms of food First of all, what I'll tell you is we actually do need to eat more. Physiologically, we need more calories. Now, I hate counting, not hate, but it's not my thing. I yeah. never talk about counting calories, but this is important because actually on a very like fundamental biological level, we need to eat more at this time. We need almost 200 calories more a day at this point in our cycle because we're getting ready to menstruate. And that is energetically really demanding. And mm -hmm. we just ovulated. So this is like, inner, inner autumn is between two like really big pivotal energy moments in the cycle. So we need to eat 200 calories more a day. 
but because of diet culture and everything else we feel that insatiable hunger and we're like oh, i need to suppress it oh my goodness if i give into this that's it i'm never gonna stop eating blah 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 right and yeah i love in autumn because for me my challenge and the challenge i say to my clients is can you make yourself the biggest most delicious meal snack cake whatever it is that is going to make the challenge is to feel so satisfied mm. that the craving is gone how you know we've never have we ever done that have you ever tried to like you know really embrace that craving and just kind of go ah oh, i'm done now actually you know what i mean yes <laughs> it's like a full permission slip and i fucking love that you've just presenced that because that chaos like and especially in the realms as well that that i navigate is a lot to do with the emotions and i always notice that the again there's shame around pms right that that autumn phase where your emotions are also potentially reflecting the chaos of the hormones like the ups the yeah. downs the the heightened the it's like the inner wild woman phase mm. i find myself being a lot more just like feral <laughs> honestly <laughs> like a lot more feral because there's so much going on in the body and and i find that whatever has needed to come up in the month gets processed in that week and yeah. then it gets released in the bleed so it's emotionally as well i want to give everyone a permission slip we're handing out permission slips like mm -hmm. oprah here but to feel all of the fucking highs and lows feel mm. all the feelings mm. know that you're not crazy know that pms is not anything to be ashamed of just fully embrace mm. that okay yeah i'm pissed off at this mental note it's coming up so I can release it with my bleed and intention, bringing that intention in for, mm -hmm. okay, whatever's coming up in this inner autumn phase is what's actually asking for me to see it so I can then release yeah. it. And then yeah. fueling that as well. Cause if you're processing emotions, I get really hungry. <laughs> like mm -hmm. if I'm, if you're moving yeah. through a lot of intense emotions, you want to feed that as well. So from mm. a physical level, from a hormonal level, from an emotional level, full mm. huge fat juicy permission slip to just feed and nourish yourself yeah yeah absolutely you know like the whole pms thing like i saw somebody talk about it recently and they called they they called it please make space and it's so good right because yeah. it is that it's like you know like the, hormonally as well when our estrogen drops like i've said already estrogen is it's the people pleasing hormone like when we when we're high on estrogen, you may have noticed when you're ovulating, you say yes to everything. Like we're all like yes, exciting. yes, yes, yes. I can do everything. No worries, I'll take it all on. And that is like the that's really who society loves the most: the estrogen fueled woman, right? Because mm. she is very like says yes to everything, people pleaser, extraordinaire, mother archetype, all of these things going on. Mm -hmm. So then all of a sudden we crash land out of that and we're not putting up with any more of that shit anymore. And so there's all these stories, external stories are like, well, you know, like you're not the people pleaser anymore. 
and, and, and we've taken on this shame around, you know, speaking our truth, being pissed off, having arguments, you know, like so many of my clients are like, oh, I had an argument with my husband. I feel terrible. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, OK, let's just pause a minute. What's going on here? You know, mm. like, what did he do? And it's like, usually he hasn't done the dishes. That's one of the big ones. <laughs> usually. <laughs> like, Exhibit A. I love how the dishes are always a bit of a metaphor for like what's happening in relationships. <laughs> it makes me die. But it's like, it's okay to be pissed off and pause and think, what is this telling me? Is this actually something that I need to think about the rest of my cycle? Because I'm actually a bit blinded by my estrogen goggles the rest of the time. You know? yeah. Is this the truth here? And what can I do about it? And, you know, and that relates to everything like that permission slip they say eating nourishing yourself more we want to eat more carbs at this time we want a bit more sugar and it's all good it's all fine you know just like maybe what we can do is like what's the best way I can eat the carbs you know so maybe you can make yourself like your own brownies and sometimes that's not even a thing like you you just have to go and get the cake and that's also okay and you come back and you're like I've eaten the fucking cake I'm good now you know what I mean like <laughs> I'm great. they also gave me a free piece so I had all of the cake they must have known you they were like there comes a wild woman no, I literally did because I called ahead and I was like what time do you close they were like like 10 minutes and so I literally ran and then I burst in and they were like we've been asked to put some cake aside for you <laughs> and then I she and I was like look she thought she told me I should just come back tomorrow but I'm about to bleed so I really need the cake now <laughs> and she went okay I understand okay. and put an extra piece <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that so much. She was like, I understand. I was like, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I also feel like I really love a risotto in mm. my autumn phase. Mm-hmm. Like, but something that you'd shared with me as well, which I love the little hack, the pre the pre carb hack. Mm-hmm. 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 The, the pre-car pack <laughs> yeah you know we can do this so, so you know just to say we our blood sugar goes a little bit wonkier at this time so we those cravings are there for many reasons but one of them just is that our blood sugar can be a bit more wobbly and so it's to, to crave those extra carbs is fine and I encourage you to bring in more like rice and sweet potato and quinoa and even pasta you know like these foods that are sometimes demonized like bring them in and just enjoy them but then we can do all these little hacks beforehand right so one of the ones we've talked about is some apple cider vinegar beforehand like a shot of apple cider vinegar which really really calm down that blood sugar or a serving of some kind of vegetable like a salad or something and then it completely changes how your blood sugar behaves so we can still put in these amazing like biochemical hacks you know what I mean and still enjoy all of the pasta and and everything else so it's just such a different approach to it all rather than sitting there I don't know with like some horrible horrible slim fast shake or something you know or whatever and just kind of going I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine you know like it's uh, there's you know I think that that's really changing now but we still have this real like discomfort and it's always like this like oh my gosh you know like mistrust when we we do give in to cravings it's Mm. it's just some very 
very deep work and it's I think it's like it's ancestral as well because it's been going on for such a long time it's so deeply ingrained I feel like Mm. in us and there's been I think as women diet culture hasn't it's not just confined to the last like 20 30 years it's been going on Mm. for a while of a pressure for a woman to look a certain way present herself a certain way not to eat too much in front of you know people because you would be seen as like i don't know Sarah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so true though you know like I, I know women who don't feel comfortable eating in public or when they go to restaurants and they will order you know like fish and a little bit of vegetables because they won't, don't want to be judged on, on eating food or whatever and I know certainly women have shared with me when you go out with a group of female friends that's when they feel the judgment is going to be at its highest you know mm-hmm. like this kind of because they're all going to be looking at each other's place plates and that's like almost like like weaving in with sister wounds and 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 you know it's so like oh you know there's so much healing there that that you know can take place so yeah yeah. it reminds me of a memory actually when I used to model and like travel around with um, a group of girlfriends a lot we were invited to this beautiful dinner I think it was at Nobu or it was like a really beautiful Japanese restaurant and then Mm. these other group of girls came in um, to join us and none of them were eating again they were all models none of them were eating and we were just like asking for them to pass all the food down <laughs> are like absolutely annihilating everything mm. and there's something so liberating about just mm. enjoying food honestly for it mm. to be to bring back the joy and I feel like everything that you're sharing with leaning in to the cravings and letting yourself fully enjoy the food Mm -hmm. and just inviting you yes there's so much charge around it with the sister wound and with like Mm -hmm. these ancestral pieces and the pressure but just feeling into in this moment like how would it feel for you Mm -hmm. to actually have a thriving, healthy relationship with your food and your body without the shame, without the guilt, without the comparison or whatever is alive for you. And just really feel into the potentiality of what it could be or what you desire it to be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And using those moments, like that craving moment to kind of go, okay, when you feel that first resistance, you know, that first moment when you're like, oh, I'm really bloody hungry and I want to eat X, pause and go, okay, here it is. And rather than like push, welcome it and see where it takes you and go, okay. And sit there and come up, like I say, like write down the things that you want to eat the most, you know, and it's, you know, like it's so interesting because what I also find is maybe the first few cycles, you'll be like, I want to eat like the biggest amount of shit ever and you'll do it. And after a while, your body's like, I'm done. I'm done now. You know, like I actually mm-hmm. don't want to do that anymore. And yeah. my clients will say to me, they're like, actually, 
um, I did that. I had the whatever. And now they're like, oh, I really want to start looking at, you know, I want to make myself something really delicious for my inner autumn, but really nourishing. And I'm like, yeah. yes, here we are. You know, that's when we might start making like our own, I don't know, like I love doing things like beetroot brownies or sweet potato brownies. And I make a big thing of that. And maybe you can make your own ice cream and that kind of stuff. And it, mm-hmm. it starts shifting because believe you me, although we've been conditioned to think that that's the kind of food we want, eventually... And the more in tune you come with your body, your body will be like, I don't want that crap anymore, actually. I do still want the sweetness and I do want something that's going to really like satisfy me, but I don't want the crap. You honestly won't. It's not something that you want after a while. Because I think as well, the misconception with cravings is that you're craving the salt or you're craving the sugar. But actually, Mm -hmm. when we go for... And sometimes, yes, it is, but there's a misconception with the things that we think we want to crave, like the shit, Mm. (laughs) the shit, Mm. name the shit. Mm. Um, But it's not nutritionally dense. So you eat it and your body isn't satiated because, again, like refined sugar is not something that's natural for our bodies. So the only way that we know to crave it really is because we've, experienced it yeah so once you you kind of figure out that actually it's maybe not the sugar that i'm craving maybe it's actually the the cacao that i'm that i'm craving because of the 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 minerals and the the nutrients in the cacao it's not actually the sugar so there's a lot of i think uh what's the word like misconceptions in in terms of what we think we we want to crave yeah what we think we're craving and actually the nutrients the vital nutrients that our body mm. is physically craving mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and, and sorry carry on and so when you're moving through these cycles of okay yeah i'm just gonna eat this shit and like because it's that permission slip right and then what you just described with your clients of oh, actually, I really want to nourish this and I really want to create like a, something that's nutritionally dense that still serves the same role yeah. or purpose. It's a wave. It's a cycle and yeah. it's getting to know your body. And actually, once you've tried all the things that you think you want, then you really do drop into your body and you go, okay, mm. what do you actually want? Mm, yeah, and it's it's asking that question again and again and trusting and going deeper every time. So the first answer might be, I want a crappy milkshake from McDonald's or whatever, you know what I mean? And then you'd have it and you're like, "Mm." second time it might be like, Oh, might be something from, I don't know, like your health food shop the third time, you know, and it just moves and moves and moves into like deeper levels of, of trusting and, and really, listening to what you need and you're like oh yeah this feels right um so it is like and every month is an opportunity to just explore further and go further and just like sometimes I'm like oh what am I going to do this in our autumn do you know what I mean like where's it going to take me what am I going to want what am I going to you know like what I wonder what's going to come up for me and how I'm going to lean into it and how I'm going to play with it and you know like recently it's been a very weird thing I'm just loving strawberries with dark chocolate but that's Mm. the thing that's come up recently really loving it like literally I just keep on seeing strawberries everywhere in my inner autumn and I'm like yes that's what I want to have you know and it's like then it moves on to something else um but that that always I have that and then afterwards I'm like I'm good I'm done I'm fine you know and maybe two hours later I'm not good and done I need more that's fine (laughs) 
I, I call them like womb fruits. So anything that is like dark and like red, like yeah. if I'm bleeding or just coming up to bleeding, I'll stock up on like strawberries and raspberries and dark cherries and just yeah. figs mm. and anything woomy. Like yeah. it literally mm. visually almost looks like a womb or a yoni. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, yeah womb fruits and hibiscus mm. tea. Mm, yeah I love a bit of hibiscus actually so good I, I, you've reminded me I've got some that I need to um, get brewing <laughs> yeah okay so cycling back yeah to our Beyonce season <laughs> yeah. the inner summer the radiant yeah. shining light mm. what's mm. going on here yes so inner summer estrogen is peaking because that's when we are ovulating and that estrogen is really being triggered for that sort of ovulatory phase so in terms of the um the sort of you, you get like the ovary releases like a, a little follicle and then the egg comes from there travels down fallopian tube and then it sits there waiting patiently for something to happen but you know quite often doesn't <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole other like a whole yeah. other episode of like your sexual turn on and like the different yeah. waves of your actual libido and desire maybe that's another one yes to, that to is do. another one you know definitely this is a time when we are our most we are fertile right so this is the yeah. only fertile window in the cycle very important lots of us have been conditioned we were conditioned to think when we were in school or whatever that we could be pregnant all month we most certainly can't we can only really do it in this window a few days before ovulation during and after um so what does this mean estrogen is at its highest so Beyonce is at, is at her highest and mm -hmm. she you know like we, we have a lot of energy very outward kind of feel to the whole thing sometimes I actually feel we it can feel a bit much we can feel quite hyperactive you know oh, like yeah. almost very difficult to focus on one thing you know it can feel great and it, it can be a beautiful time but it can also have this kind of slightly manic feel to it sometimes I definitely <laughs> feel that I actually did a story on that the other day about sometimes mm. in that when you're feeling that rush of energy mm. I had noticed I could start to feel it almost like anxiety or almost yeah. like it's a bit too much energy or you've got yeah. so many ideas and you don't know where to start so for me just like a little tip with that is whenever I was feeling that like build up of energy I would just mm. take myself and go for a walk just yeah. go for a walk yeah. to move my body to ground to actually yeah. help to to level out that energy because it's it wants to move right it's mm -hmm. there to activate but also mm -hmm. it can feel like a lot sometimes yeah. so i just wanted to yeah no 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 i think in. that's a really really beautiful um observation but also like a great kind of tip and also i quite like to you know we, we talk about like um honoring the bleed having a ceremony then and but I quite like having some kind of ovulatory ceremony or some kind of moment when we acknowledge you know also the sacredness of ovulation mm -hmm. and also use it as a bit of a check-in point because menstruation and ovulation are the two kind of like pivotal points of the cycle when things are, are like happening shall we say the other two were like build up and build down and it's like you know, if we are taking a bit of time out in our bleed to receive intuitive downloads, to receive guidance for the month, etc., I love thinking about ovulation or using ovulation as a bit of a check-in, like a mid-cycle check-in and going, 
okay so how is this going you know it's all it's lovely to set all these intentions on your bleed and then just get completely swept away by estrogen and just completely yeah. ignore your needs saying yes and, to all of the things yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything i'll do it all of it you know it's, it's such a lovely time to maybe stop and go okay maybe you journaled maybe you had a few words what was it and just pause and go how is this going how am i doing you because you know how much how are you going to harness that energy? That's another really important one. Like I love to pause before ovulation and go, what do I want to use this energy for this time? Mm. Maybe checking in with what came through during the bleed and going, okay, so at least there's a bit of focus, maybe just writing a word and checking in with it once in a while, because I don't know about you, but I will literally, I'll sit on my laptop. My God, there's like a thousand things going on, a thousand tabs open. I'm never still for more than 10 minutes. I'm answering 20 million texts. I'm like, you know, like, bouncing around spinning plates end of the day I'm just like what the fuck have I even achieved today Do you know what I mean? because it's almost too much and it's like yeah. let me use the energy for this you know it, it doesn't have to be something business related it could be anything you know but it's like just really channeling the energy rather than letting yourself get swept away by it is quite a, an important thing to kind of think about in ovulation and honestly really think about the yeses that you're saying right because Assignment just like really and and you know like check in with yourself because I quite you know quite often we say yes but not only yes in ovulation but we say yes to things in other points of the cycle and I mean how many times have you said yes to stuff and then you get to the inner autumn and you're like oh fuck I'm gonna do this like I really don't want to go you know whatever it is like it could just be meeting friends for dinner but actually it's got to the point where you're not in that mood anymore so again having that pause and going okay do I really want to say yes to this and where am I going to put this in my diary like just being just having that mindfulness because it is that I call them the estrogen goggles we're seeing everything for this like crazy roast tinted lens you know what I mean it's beautiful but it's it's just not the whole month it's just not like that so just have that awareness and I think having compassion for yourself as well because Mm. we can they're going all the way back tying up that loop all the way from the beginning of the pressure to work in within a man's hormonal cycle right within a day there's this expectation that we put up on ourselves especially Mm. if we're saying yes while we're ovulating and while we're like energized Mm. and our whole body is like sustained with this amazing energy Mm. when if we say yes to a project for example that is going to span much longer than your ovulation Mm. phase having grace with yourself that you're not going to necessarily have that same energy and drive so if you have any kind of control around the project can you can you cater or your work schedule for example Mm. to your cycle and can you actually spread that out and know that maybe you're going to feel less productive while you're bleeding or especially mm-hmm. when you are in your inner autumn maybe you're going to feel more stressed and more erratic with your emotions and so it doesn't really serve you to be doing all of these things so can you bring this wisdom into yeah everything that you do quite frankly mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. can you have grace with yourself and not put yourself under so much pressure because you said yes to these things yeah can you yeah just be kind to yourself to 
to with what you do say yes to and know that your energy is not always going to sustain in that yeah. same way and if you know that you can kind of forward plan that then you get to complete it and then you're not pushing for a deadline while you're on day one of your bleed when mm. all you want to do is curl up in a ball of blankets and like shut mm. the world out you're not yeah. then putting yourself under that pressure to deliver mm-hmm. and then punishing yourself because you said yes to it yeah yes 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 a lot of uh, yeah just medicine and what you just said you know it's like can you have grace can you can you befriend your cyclical nature can you really surrender to the ebbs and flows can you build it into work relationships friendships everything you know nutrition just and play with it right like play is so such an important part of the cycle because I, I also feel that one of the big teachings of the menstrual cycle and menstruality like work is releasing perfectionism mm. having you know just also having a sense of humor and just like just being okay with it not being perfect because cycles are not perfect they're not always the same length they don't always feel the same you know one cycle can feel very different to the next um your bleed can come you know for me it came three days early this month and but I've been here so many times before that at least now my initial reaction isn't like shit you know what I mean it's like all my plans have gone out the window you know I'm a bit more like okay cool what can I do to to just like navigate this with grace and compassion and how can I just laugh at this a little bit you know what I mean or just like to have a bit of humor with it and release that all perfectionist tendency to control every day of my life because it can sometimes swing that way when you first start this work you're really drawn to it right and you're like "Mm, I'm going to micromanage my life with my menstrual cycle yes you know (laughs) oh my gosh I feel like that's (laughs) another podcast not one of mine but (laughs) someone else's yeah and then sometimes there's like disappointment because you're like I'm not doing it right or I didn't quite feel like this so the whole process is much more fluid and Mm. it's much more imperfect you know and it's 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 messy it really is quite messy and it's like just yeah it's a massive initiation into surrender and fun and play messiness imperfection yeah all of the things I feel like it's the embracing of being the essence of being a woman Mm. and it's something that has been again we're we're looping all the way back to the beginning it's been so controlled and so constrained actually this is part of the essence of the feminine and the feminine energy right Mm. so as Mm. physical females essentially that embodiment of the chaos Mm. and the mess and the imperfection Mm. and the beauty that lies within that and the gifts Mm. that lie within that and it's I really feel like this work everything that we've discussed today and really tracking with your menstrual cycle it's that permission slip to be a woman in Mm. all of your flavors in all Mm. of your expression and just by every single woman whoever listens to this podcast (laughs) to embrace this cyclical nature that is so healing ancestrally Mm. it's healing for your daughters it's healing for future generations because it's Mm. the embrace of the true essence of what it is to have a womb essentially Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 
I couldn't agree more. I like yes to everything that you just said. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> um, so I know that we'd just um, gone on a small tangent, but salads and like lighter things that you've yes. spoken about earlier, but what other things um, can support us with this high estrogen, mm. Beyonce, come at me boys energy? Mm. So nutritionally, yeah, this is like eating light time. You know, I said estrogen suppresses appetite. This might be a day where you're not feeling particularly hungry. Really going for those fresh foods, loads of antioxidants. Like we really need that antioxidant support because actually ovulation is without getting too technical, quite oxidizing. So we need the antioxidants to keep us protected from all the, everything that's going on with ovulation. So like loads of beautiful salads, loads of different colored fruit, veg, etc. cetera. Um, <clears throat> also keep that estrogen detox flowing. So carry on with those foods, those fermented foods, carry on with the things like the broccoli sprouts, the cruciferous veg, but also support your ovulation with foods like if you're not vegan, eggs, eggs are literally the symbol of ovulation. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, eggs for eggs. Eggs for eggs. Well, exactly. <laughs> you know, like they have B12, which is a massive nutrient needed in ovulation. They contain amazing amounts of omega fats, which we need for healthy ovulation, the signaling between the brain and the ovaries. Um, they contain protein. You know, protein is almost like that building block for all our hormones. So, you know, if you are if you are vegan, just making sure that B12 is coming in all month. Maybe you have a load of like recipes with nutritional yeast on them at this time. That could be a nice little B12 boost um <clears throat> yeah but just embracing that freshness and lightness but don't then think oh I wish I could eat like this all month long no you just yeah care, careful with that thought because that's one that so many of us have it's like why can't I eat like this every day why can't I always just want a green smoothie and salad you know like mm -hmm. It, you, this is not biologically what, what, what you're primed to be doing. This is the time to eat like this and let's embrace it. Let's enjoy it, but let's also enjoy all the other phases. And that's, that's one of the little shadow thoughts that hangs around. I think the yeah. kind of, why can't I always eat a lettuce leaf and feel yeah. satisfied? Courtesy of diet culture again, but yeah. essentially when you're eating cyclically, you're essentially feeding yourself for your future self you're feeding yourself yeah. but but when we're going into that fall phase or that um winter phase that inner fall and inner winter mm -hmm. you're essentially stockpiling calories and and, yeah. and energy and and for when yeah. you're not yes desiring to eat so much so it's less about i think planning to eat a certain way to your point mm -hmm a throughout the entire month and realize that you're not operating on a 24-hour cycle you're operating yeah. on a 28-ish yeah. day cycle and so what you put in your body now becomes support for your future yes. self or yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. Because I think when you when you're trying to live in that 24 hour cycle, you're very much what I put in my body now supports me right now. That's the mentality, right? So mm -hmm. I must restrict now kind of thing, because 
all of the the stories we've got in our heads but when you've got the cyclical thing you're so right you are stockpiling you know you're like I'm getting ready because there's like I'm gonna need a lot of energy in a week's time this is a time to really feed myself because I won't be very hungry in a week's time and that completely shifts everything like absolutely everything you're you are you're nourishing your future self yeah oh and that feels so like that for me I just got like a really warm mm. reparenting ourselves as well it's yeah. mothering ourselves and knowing that what by listening to your body in the now you're actually supporting your future self I think that that's mm-hmm. really beautiful mm. and to to really anchor in and that for me feels really caring like I'll always thank my past self when she did something really caring to preempt how my future self was gonna feel and then I'm really <laughs> really appreciative of like I don't know pre putting the heated blanket on yeah and I went down to make a cup of tea so I come back to a yeah. bed I'm like thanks past self for making that decision because <laughs> I'm really grateful right now <laughs> I love that I love it Oh, okay. So thank you for all of these incredible wisdom drops. I feel like there's so much in this that can support so many people mm. in just getting that awareness and reconnecting to their body. So I just really want to thank you for that. Where can people find you if they want more of this when they want mm. more of you Absolutely. and magic? So I am active, very active on Instagram. That's kind of my little place. Uh, It's at hormones underscore in underscore harmony. Come and find me. DM me if you've got like questions or anything that's come up for you. And I will always, you know, like direct you to other resources that may help you even more. You know, I'm I'm always like about just spreading the hormonal love, you know, and just like empowering you in whatever way possible. Um, that's probably the best way to come and find me. Um, you can always email me or go to my website, hormonesinharmony.co.uk. Um, but yeah, you can just Google me and just contact me like that. But yeah, I think Instagram is really you know I stopped trying to be active everywhere hormonally that wasn't working for me nervous system wise that wasn't working for me right that's other conversations to be had so I just focus on being present in one place and connecting with people there and that is very much where where I am so come and say hello please and if you're listening to this and you have questions about what we've talked about yeah or comments or whatever please 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 reach out it's just always a pleasure to connect and, and just yeah just have just like 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 I said spreading the hormonal love (laughs) spreading the hormonal love I love that (laughs) I'm gonna put all of the ways that people can find you in the show notes your website everything like that so be sure to check them out do you have any final parting words of wisdom for everyone listening Mm, I feel it's just the message of you are not meant to feel the same every day and there is nothing wrong with you and go back to that again and again and again really reconnect with that you know like on my Instagram you'll find the chart of women's cycles all of that message me if you want a reminder but it's this I'm not meant to feel the same every day mm-hmm. when you wake up thinking why do I feel a like this or the other just come back to that I'm not meant to feel the same every day it shifts everything 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 so yeah thank you so much ah it's been a pleasure
same here absolutely loved I feel we could talk for hours but I, think I know <laughs> it's time for us to go yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you thank you this has been wild and untamed i am your host lara raybone thank you so much for listening i hope that you had so many aha moments and received everything that you were meant to receive from this episode don't forget to check out the show notes to connect with myself or julietta if anything resonated please 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 drop us a message and ask the questions ask the questions that are on your heart thank you for listening and don't forget to like to leave us a little review to rate the podcast. Um, It's really supportive and really helpful in making sure that these conversations get out there into the world for those whose ears are meant to hear them. I love you and enjoy the rest of your day.